0: today on Moving Forward with Achilles CT, presented by U-Haul.
1: Honestly, I think how can I help is the best thing that you can use as your guide when you're working with another person. If there's a physical issue, how can I help? If there's like their head is in like sort of a funky space, how can I help? Um, But just that mentality, if you walk into it with the mentality of how can I help, 99.9%
0: of the time you're gonna be successful. Achilles CT is the Connecticut chapter of Achilles International, a global, non-for-profit organization that looks to transform the lives of people with disabilities through athletics and social connection. Achilles pairs athletes with disabilities and medical conditions with runners without disabilities in order to become active, set goals, and lower barriers to lead a fulfilling life. Moving Forward highlights the athletes, guides, volunteers and leaders that make up the Achilles CT community as we hear their stories and experiences. So without further ado, let's start moving forward. Welcome back to another episode of moving forward with Achilles CT. My name is Clever Streich and we are joined today by Jackie Owens, who is a guide with Achilles Connecticut. Jackie, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
1: You're welcome. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Jackie, you are a guide with Achilles Connecticut, and you also are a special education teacher. So it's going to be great to hear your perspective on what it's like to be a guide with this great organization. And uh, to, to start things out, can you tell us a bit more about yourself and how you first got involved with Achilles?
1: Sure. So I guess it was around 2015. Um, in the new year, my health was not great. I was right on the edge of turning 40 in February. And I was feeling like um, I had not been doing a very good job taking care of myself. Um, I met with my doctor, he recommended I exercise more. And um, to make a long story short, I met a runner um, that I had um, been working with and he kind of recommended that I try running, which sounded horrible. And I started running with, um, the Hartford marathon foundation, just signing up for a 5k. Um, it was excruciatingly painful and slow. And, um, a bunch of people there recommended that I find my local running group, which for me, I live in Glastonbury and it's called the Glastonbury river runners. So Um, I looked them up and I joined the training program that they have called the, um, get ready to run, um, fit to 5k. And it's sort of like, if you've never run before and you, um, want to train to run your first 5k, of course, this wasn't my first, but I didn't really say that because I was embarrassed (laughs) how bad I was. And they did end up, um, helping coach me to my first 5k. And then they said, well, if you've run five, you can run 10. I ran 10, I ran a half, I ran a full, I ran a second full. So that was all through the encouragement and support of my local run group. Well, in the meantime, I met a man named Adam Fleischer and Adam is an Achilles athlete. Um, He had two knee replacement surgeries and he was just absolutely gung ho and eager to um, eager to get more fit and you know, recover from his injury. And he saw me running and and thought that I was, um, I guess, a positive, encouraging person. And so said, hey, you know, you should consider working with Achilles. There are a lot of athletes that um, could probably benefit from your positivity. Um, I just felt so good from having regained my health and gotten more fit. And then every time I saw someone new join the group, I wanted to help. And I was no expert. I was no like fancy runner from back in the day, you know, on a track team or anything, but I just really, I was grateful for, um, the opportunity to regain my health. And I just wanted to help other people feel some kind of, um, joy, um, from, from exercise and so yeah that's how i'm started and that's how i got um involved with achilles
0: that's a great start and you came from no running background to suddenly doing all sorts of races and now working with achilles as a guide we're gonna jump into another segment called fast five which is a quick five question round where i'm going to ask you some non-racing and achilles uh questions to get to know you a little bit better kind of like a fun fact trivia sort of round so okay all right Here comes your first Fast Five question. Uh, What is your favorite kind of music?
1: I am a huge music lover and I like all kinds of genres. Um, And I have them all on my radio station and I hate commercials. So I go from genre to genre, basically every time um, a commercial comes on. But probably the ones I listen to the most would be K-Love, the Christian radio station. I also really like 93.7, the rap station and R&B and hip hop. And then I also like the pop station. um, And I also really love the country station. (laughs) But I think I probably know the most words to the songs on the Christian station.
0: My next Fast Five question for you. What is your favorite place to hang out in Connecticut?
1: Oh, my gosh. My living room. I am am an outdoor um, kind of a gal. And I love getting out. But I have three kids. And, um, my husband and the three kids, you know, we just have such a good time together. I know it's kind of a cheesy answer, but I, I, I really love hanging out at home with them. Um, my daughter's 20. Um, and then I have two boys, 16 and, um, 14 and the 14 and the 20 year old don't really like getting outdoors. So I will go out sometimes, but I don't want to be out too much or else I never see them. And then, um, the 16 year old, you know, he's always out. So I just have to lure him in with a good movie. And then my husband works a lot. He travels a lot. But again, when he's tired at the end of the day, usually dinner time, we can all have just like a blast in one place, um, eating and, and watching together in our living room. And sometimes we'll have game nights and stuff. But yeah, just being together with my family is my all time favorite place to be.
0: Well, you know what they say home is where the heart is. And, it's so true. <laughs> yep, your family, that's that's the place you hang out with the most. I get that.
1: And we're lucky that we have families that that love us enough that you know, it is a fun place to be. I know not everybody has that. And so, I figure that's it. If we have it, let's take it for all its worth and enjoy it.
0: Yeah, we take it for granted. We take it for granted sometimes. What is your favorite TV show to watch considering we're on the topic of you watching shows with your, your <laughs> with your family?
1: Okay, well, our latest favorite was um, the Mandalorian. We are we are big Star Wars people in our family, and um, we love us some Star Wars. So the Mandalorian was so much fun, and we're just like eagerly anticipating the next season. But we might not get another one, and so then we got into Wandavision. You know, so we're also big Marvel fans, and that was really fun. And then that was over. And now, um, I don't know, our latest favorite has been the chosen, um, which is actually, I think you have to, it's live stream. So you have to get the app to watch that one, but it's an amazing series, um, a period piece about the life of Jesus and, um, the disciples and it's just like blowing our minds. So, yeah.
0: I can say from experience, WandaVision was all the way rage in my dorm this past semester. So, I get the the frenzy with the new Disney releases. Hopefully we, we get some more. We'll see. Um, my next Fast Five question for you is a bit of an odd one, but uh, we'll, we'll see how you answer this one. If you could be an animal for a day, what would you be and why?
1: Gosh, okay. I absolutely love the ocean and the beach, so it would definitely be a creature that is near the beach. Now, I have to narrow it down. I do love the water. I swim a lot, but um, a lot. Maybe that's a stretch. I, I have a swim class tonight. I'm going to be at the lake on Thursday. So that's about twice a week. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. I like to swim and I like the ocean. So I'm going to say something that would be in the water. My favorite movie of all time is finding Dory. So I guess, and I'm a lot like Dory. So I would have to say Dory, Dory, the blue fish.
0: <laughs> you would want to be, uh, I, I forget what kind of fish Dory is, but yeah, no. Wu-Tang. Good
1: choice. I- yeah.
0: Well, just keep swimming. And we've got one more uh, question to go in the Fast Five. So who is your favorite celebrity?
1: Ooh, my favorite celebrity. Okay, I'm a huge, huge um, Wonder Woman fan. So I do like the OG, Linda Carter, but I also love, um, oh, what's her name? The Israeli um, actress who plays... Wonder Woman in the more recent versions. Gal Gadot? Yes, Gal Gadot. I adore her. She is a wonderful woman. I follow her on Instagram. Um, Beautiful, but also caring, very wise, very active, um, healthy, and just, you know, has a love for her country and her family. And yeah, so I like her a lot.
0: Awesome. So that will do it for the fast five. But speaking, I'm not very fast, am I? Yeah, no, it's fine. Everybody goes to the fast five at different rates. But you know, I I, let let's keep it moving. uh, With the next segment, we're going to talk a bit more about uh, your exercise background. So you said that you love swimming. You're going swimming later tonight, so that's pretty obvious. But um, you you're also a runner, which is how you know you got into Achilles in the first place. So how do you like to stay active throughout the week?
1: Well, my goal is 30 minutes to an hour every day. Um, I don't, I don't hit that goal every day, especially since COVID. Um, I did have a solid routine going before COVID, uh, at my gym. I love, you know, you probably picked up on the fact that I'm a super, um, I have a lot of eclectic tastes. I like all different things. And so, um, to be honest, I was not a very healthy person for most of my adult years um i just was so i don't know overfocused maybe on the kids for a long time and it did not serve my body well i needed to make a change i joined a gym in addition to running um the gym that i joined had workout classes and i love music so exercise and music you knew i was going to perfect combination turn into one. plus i grew up in the 80s so it was mm-hmm. going to all be about let's get physical <laughs> and um yeah
0: Livia Newton John.
1: Absolutely. Another one of my celebrity faves. Um, I'm dating myself so bad right now, but that's okay. Um, So yeah, so I took um, lots of um, hit classes, which is like high low, which is a great calorie burner. It's a lot of fun. It works with every kind of music. And then I was running and what happened was I got injured. Um, I popped my ACL at like a boot camp class. I just mm-hmm. wasn't mindful of the fact that I had just run a half, my legs were tired, and I did this really tough 7 a.m. boot camp class, kind of just jumped the wrong way, snapped my ACL in my left knee, had to have a total ACL replacement. And what happened was the doctor recommended a road to recovery. So this plan to get back. Um, my strength. And so it included, I couldn't run for a while. So then I was like, well, dang, I had just gotten so good at like exercising regularly through running, what am I gonna do now? And the classes weren't good either because there was a lot of twisting and turning and stuff. So he said, I want you to get on a bike, a stationary bike um, and try spin. So it was the safest exercise option. It was exhausting. I had not done this before, But um, they played good music, so they had me at, (laughs) let's go, one, two, three, four, and we started going. So yeah, I I really got into much stronger shape through um, spin classes. And then as soon as I was allowed, I still couldn't run yet, but they said I could get in the water. So I started swimming, and they said that would also help with more of my upper body needs and my core. And I started swimming and spin. And then finally, they said, if you want to run again, you have to start back at the beginning. And you have to rebuild back up half a mile, three quarters, a mile, et cetera. And so I went back to that same local run club and, um, yeah, built back up to my first five K and then what well, would, would it be my first, but like my first post
0: since post injury. Yeah.
1: Yes. Did that. And then my first post injury half was the surf town half marathon and it's by the beach, it's 13.1 miles. I was like, I can do this. And um, it was my PR. It was my fastest run to date and it was post injury. So I was just so thankful. Um, it all came together and that's really like what I have tried to stick with ever since is a little bit of swimming, a little bit of, um, cycling, a little bit of running. And then here and there, a class or a nice walk with a friend or a, a yoga class. Somebody introduced me to hot yoga. I just I like variety. And if I could just get 30 minutes to an hour every day, day, um, i all set.
0: That's a great variety. And you know, variety is the name of the game, it seems for you, because you're doing all these different kinds of exercises. Look, spin kicks your butt. I know that for a fact. It is some <laughs> hardcore stuff sometimes. And when you're pushing in the room with everybody else, you know, you, you have to like constantly think, you know, I- I'm going to make it to the end of this session, you- you're-, you're pushing for it, you're pushing for it. But you also do, you know, swimming as well and running. So it's-, it's great to hear that you have all these different kinds of ways to keep yourself active. And you know, making uh, goals and setting them for yourself seems to be another thing that you do well. I mean, you created a-, a personal best right out of your injury. So that's just incredible that you're able to push for that sort of thing. Thank you. Let's jump into your background with teaching. You are a special ed teacher. Uh, what what does that mean? Uh, Can you describe what it means to be a special ed teacher?
1: Yeah. So in essence, a special ed teacher is someone who helps students with disabilities um, obtain access to um, age-appropriate content to help make sure that their education is meaningful and effective, that if there are any barriers to their learning, they are able to work around or overcome those barriers. And so that is really Um, my passion is to just, I mean, you know, I love helping other people. And so now I get to do it for money. (laughs) I get paid to do it before it was just kind of like as a volunteer. And you know, that's Achilles. I volunteer to help people. And I love that but it also helps me keep moving, which is so great. And a lot of the athletes inspire me. So, um, in the same way, um, I was a stay-at-home mom with my kids for many years. Our family moved around with my husband's job quite a bit, and they needed a lot of support. Um, and then when we settled here in Connecticut about eight years ago, um, they were getting older and, um, it, you know, I felt like it was time to go back into the workforce and, maybe start um, saving up for their college. <laughs> and so my husband said, well, what do you want to do? And it was between marriage and family counseling and special education. And so um, I looked at different programs and I found the UConn program for special ed. And that just really um, inspired me. It touched my heart and I just ran in that direction.
0: That's a great story. And, you know, being a special ed teacher is so important to give everybody that has a disability a chance for a fair education and a chance to get equal opportunity for exercise, for learning, that, that's so important. And I appreciate you being a special ed teacher and we should really raise voices like yours. I, I believe that there's not enough emphasis placed on special education in schools these days. And it's, it's a problem.
1: Yeah, we've come a long way, honestly, just from all of the research that I've done to get to this point, um, you look back and it's been so bad in the past. You know, so bad. Um, so many children with disabilities were so sort of neglected or under um, attended to and under cared for, for such a long time. Um, and then families really suffered the burden of having to try to handle all of that by themselves, even though their very next door neighbors were getting, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars each in taxpayer funded education for their kids. And yet you know, here, this person was not. So it wasn't fair. And now there are so many resources available um, to kids with disabilities of all different kinds. And that's not just physical, that can be mental, emotional um, as well. And um, so, yeah, I'm really honored to be a part of it. And I do believe from what I can tell that Connecticut State and, um, you know, the U.S. in general, that we are really on the cutting edge of a lot of um, public supports compared to what's happening worldwide. We're providing more resources and more attention to the needs of kids with disabilities um, than ever before and also than in many other places.
0: Right, and you have also kind of parlayed your work through your special education job into your participation with Achilles. You've been working with one of your students as an athlete and you as a guide. Can you kind of describe what that dynamic's like?
1: Yeah, it's very unofficial. Because it is important to maintain some boundaries between educator and student. And then, you know, in personal life, I just kept seeing him at races because we both live in, um, you know, we both live in the Hartford area. And then there's all these races. And I was running and then I would see him running and he's part of Special Olympics. So, really, what happened is um, there were times when Um, you know, we would just see each other at races. And so we would try to encourage each other and spur each other on. Um, but it wasn't like an official, um, matching because, um, special Olympics provided, Um, runners for their students. It was just really cool to be able to like suddenly show up someplace personally that I was doing something and there's a student of mine and um, he happened to be doing it as well. Um, But at the school, I work for Windsor Public Schools and we do have a unified sports program. And so um, Special Olympics and unified sports work together to provide athletic opportunities for students with disabilities. Um, And then that student in particular, He didn't have a physical disability. His disability is intellectual. And so for him, the struggle was he couldn't join his school track team because he would get lost or he might find himself in an area and not know how to get back. And so there were no adult runners who could stay with him for the entirety of the track practice to uh, make sure that he made his way back safely. And nobody wanted to put that responsibility on the kids, right? And so um, he actually he had to go through Special Olympics then to be able to, you know, exercise in the way that he wanted to and join that sport. And that really motivated me to try to figure out what I could do to help other kids like that. Um, I haven't been able to find a solution yet, other than improving my own pace so that I could support a fast kid on our school team, but I'm not as fast as he was. Right. So, um, so the next best thing really was Achilles and working with adults. And then we are at a more similar pace. So I was able to help there.
0: I I like that. You're able to kind of say, what can I do to help? I, I love the mentality that you're, you're throwing yourself in there and you're trying to come up with solutions. And that's really what like teachers do and are able to excel at like thinking outside the box in order to create solutions for their students or you know just the community in general
1: yeah i i think you're right and i do think that we've like i said we've come such a long way as a society and as a world um that we realize people are people and you know even a lot of the civil rights issues You know, they include people of different races, but they also include people of different genders and they include people of different ability levels. You know, um, it used to be you thought you knew everything and you just did what you thought people needed. But it turns out that's actually not very empowering or equitable at all because there's a lot we don't know. And so how can I help? is the perfect thing to say to anybody with any need that you encounter in life, you know? And then they'll let you know, they'll let you know. And then just that process empowers them to take their own life um, into the most meaningful and independent, you know, lead it in the most meaningful independent way without other people just dictating it all. So how can I help? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that's a great question to always ask. Uh, Let's jump into a bit more of your guiding background with Achilles. So what aspect of being a guide or a volunteer for Achilles in general is the most rewarding or challenging to you?
1: That's a great question. I would have to say the challenge that sticks out is that I really, really want an athlete to come away from our experience together like happy. And just feeling like whatever their goal was, you know, we exceeded it together. And um, sometimes you just don't know. You don't know what another person's goal was in that activity. They signed up. They said, I need a guide, you know. But some athletes really are just trying to get faster and improve their pace And others are just looking for a friend, and this is a great way for them to find a friend. And so, you know, I might go out on a run with somebody and get very chatty and find out later that, you know, maybe they asked not to be paired with me again because they were trying to run faster, you know, and it was just like that was their priority, not uh, to chatting. And then other times, you know, there are people I think who um, I ran with a woman who had um, has a lung disease and she is one of the happiest, most wonderful, fun, loving people you'll ever meet. And for her, um, every time we meet it, it had to be slower, not faster, because that's just what her body needed. Um, and so we love gabbing and we just love chatting and that, and talking about family and joking about life and, Um, but then there was another gentleman, um, that I was recently in an obstacle course with, and he is also just as sweet as can be. Um, but he's not as eager to chat, you know, he, uh, he wants to try new obstacles that he wants to challenge himself and he wants to fight, you know, to get up that, um, you know, beam that we're climbing or, or to get down into that mud pit and get through that obstacle. Like like he, he really kind of wants to dig in. And so that is the challenge when you, um, go out with another person is, and probably for the athletes too, um, is like, you just kind of have to try to find a way as quickly as possible to connect and figure out each other's goals and then, uh, work together on it.
0: What is a piece of advice that you would have for somebody that is thinking about guiding, considering you have so many different stories and experiences with guiding that you just talked about? What, what would you tell someone that's kind of on the fence or thinking about doing it, but is not sure?
1: You know, honestly, I think how can I help is the best thing that you can use as your guide when you're working with another person. Um, if there's a physical issue, how can I help? If there's like their head is in like sort of a funky space, how can I help, you know? A lot of times someone will say, you know, oh, let's change the subject or, you know, can you time me? Or could we go a different way this time? I'm getting, you know, a little bored with our routine or, you know, gosh, I really did not like my performance in that race. I wonder if there's a different kind of race and helping them think through a different goal, a different activity. Um, But just that mentality, if you walk into it with the mentality of how can I help? 99.9% of the time you're gonna be successful. Um, And most often when I see like sort of a funky fit between people or something doesn't work out, it's usually because someone had the opposite mentality. Oh, I'm going to come in and help by doing this. I'm going to come in and I'm going to make this happen, or I'm going to come in and uh, try this, or, you know, they just, they had their own maybe um, agenda and, and that's generally not nearly um, as helpful. For you know, people who've signed up for Achilles, they really are. They're asking for help. And if you come in there, how can I help? And having to get ready to have a good time, um, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Being open and flexible is a big part of guiding. And what's great about Achilles is that we have members and athletes and guides that are all different levels of competition, recreational. There, There's all different levels and skill styles of people. So my next question I'll post to you is, uh, what do you think is the importance of building a connection between a guide and an athlete?
1: You know, I think that if you keep showing up, it will happen pretty organically. Um, It does not take long to discover if you do sort of just have different personalities and you're not a great batch. Um, You know, I'm like Dory, just keep swimming, keep going, keep showing up, keep... um, you know, being where you say you'll be, when you say you'll be there and doing what you say you'll do. And um, and the, the kinks kind of work themselves out, you know, so keep moving forward and um, show up. And, you know, I have shown up before to activities where um, other people maybe um, sometimes didn't show up. And um, to answer your question, I think it's very very important but i don't think you necessarily have to have a giant skill set i think if you show up the connection will um either like sort of clearly break and it'll just be like that's not going to work out or you are going to connect if you keep showing up you will connect and it'll be great
0: all right let's jump into some of your favorite achilles ct memories what would you consider is one of the funniest things that's ever happened at an achilles ct race
1: (laughs) so many things, um, that have just been really fun and funny along the way. Another funny thing was I was with an athlete in a, in a hand cart, um, a push and, and, um, you know, they have hand pedals. We got to some Hills and on the uphill, it got really challenging (laughs) because she could not push herself the whole way. So, um, so I was trying to figure out how to help without too much because you're not allowed to do too much, um, for the athletes. And so I would sort of like edge my hips along the back so that, um, you know, there would just be enough of a body buffer for the car to go forward. And, um, we just had such a laugh over that. And she'd be like, I'm giving you a good workout, Jackie, you know, and I was trying to just make sure it didn't roll backwards. Um, but without pushing it forward too much. And then of course on the downhill, She would take off, I mean, so fast and she could not always stop herself. And so then it was like the opposite and trying to sort of, um, yeah, pull back a little bit and just keep it controlled, you know? And then of course I'm like, please slow down, you know? We're in the middle and people are just cheering. They are just cheering her on so hard. So we're going downhill. It's going a little too fast and people are going, yeah. So she starts waving. And it starts veering off like really wild, and um, so we were just all around I'm like, no more waving, no more waving. I'm Sorry, you can't wave, <laughs> you know. Um, so that was really fun. Um, and then I've had a few times with um, the gentleman that we did the obstacle race. Um, we did the Gaylord Gauntlet together, and it was such a good time. You know, it's so scary, and you need courage, and it's so fun. It's such an adventure, but getting into the mud. And there are these wires above you and you have to duck down. But of course, down is mud, right? And up is the wires. And so I kept going, okay, a little lower. And um, I'm going, if I'm any lower, I'm going to be drinking this mud. And I was like, yeah, I think we're going to need to put our face in it. You know, so we got so dirty, Um, but it was really fun. So definitely those were some very good times.
0: If you were to describe the Achilles community in a single word, if you were to encapsulate it, what do you think it would be and why?
1: Forward. There's just no denying the human spirit somewhere deep down inside every single one of us. We want to keep moving forward. We don't want to get stuck. We don't want to get left behind. We don't want to get, um, I don't know, into a rut. Um, we want to keep moving forward. And I think every single thing that I've seen happen in the Achilles organization through the Achilles organization with Achilles people is all about forward motion, any pace, any race, any day, you know, anything we can do to keep moving forward and to help each other do that is a win. And um, so when I think of Achilles, yeah, I really think of forward.
0: That is the spirit of this organization, and that is also the spirit of this very podcast moving forward. So you kind of, you got it. You captured that perfect word, forward. That's really what Achilles is all about at the end of the day. It's everyone moving towards their next goal and better race times or better exercise. Who in the Achilles community do you count on to keep you moving forward?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a good question. Gosh, Well, probably the person that stands out the most is Adam because he's the one who introduced me to Achilles and we still see each other very often. Um, He's in the Glastonbury River Runners with me in um, our local run club. And um, anytime I am a little bit um, unsure of myself, if I'm lacking in confidence, if I'm feeling a little insecure, you know, he will be one of the first ones. To point out, man, didn't you just do 20 miles last week? You know, what are you talking about? You don't feel like a good runner anymore. Or, you know, um, I'll say, oh man, I've, I've really slowed down a lot. My pace is so much slower. And he's like, well, you're not walking. And if you were walking, you know, you're not just sitting. And if you're not sitting, you're not just like, there's always something slower and there's always something faster that we could do. So everything is relative and, you know, he really um, is the one who built that mindset in me that anything forward is good. Uh, over the last several years of being involved with Achilles, he would be the person I've seen the most and interacted with the most and and really been in an, in an environment with him to be able to be encouraged and inspired by him more so than anybody else. Um, just because yeah, we are part of that run club together in addition to the the races that we do together. And then of course he has guides that he works with, um, but he needs people that are faster than me. (laughs) So that's fine, Uh, but I would never have uh, even known about it I don't think, or gotten involved if it weren't for um, him informing me about it and encouraging me to do it. So yeah, I definitely would say Adam Fleischer is the guy.
0: It's great you were able to build such a great relationship with Adam, and I believe that he might actually be uh, an interview podcast uh, guest as well for Moving Forward.
1: That would be great. I would love to hear that, too, because, you know, he's also a teacher, and so we have that in common as well. Um, So, yeah, he is a wonderful person. He's overcome a lot of adversity, a lot of difficulties, and Um, very inspiring. And then of course, after he got me involved, um, I have reached out to other members of the run group and um, encouraged other people to get involved. And I know of at least one other person who has signed up as a guide since then. So, you know, I'm really, um, I'm really thankful for the opportunity of being able to do that as well and try to follow in Adam's footsteps.
0: I have one more question for you. Uh, So this fall, Achilles and U-Haul have been partnering to present the keep it moving challenge. So with that in mind, how have you kept it moving in your life during this past year with the pandemic?
1: Well, um, I guess it does start with family. As I said before, I think you have to figure out what means the most to you and really harness that to achieve your goals. And so um, during the pandemic, you know, you were really only allowed to be with family. And so I was just constantly looking for ways for my family to keep moving. You know, my um, so my sixteen-year-old um, is just so active, and he, you know, wanted to go roller skating at some point. So I said, absolutely yes, let's all go roller skating. Um, the 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 younger one um, wanted to ride his bike, so we went on some bike rides. And um, the older one, there was very little that she <laughs> wanted to. Too, but she did um, enjoy the gym. And so we went, when it, we were allowed to go to the gym together, we would do that. And then my husband um, has since started running. Uh, he did not run before. I just somehow, um, you know, became contagious and he caught that from me. Thank goodness. It wasn't anything dire, it was running that he caught. And so, um, he and I would go for runs and that would be time that we could spend together after some really long, challenging days that our jobs and, you know, just life adjusting to, um, the pandemic. And so, yeah, it was rallying together with my family to try to help one another keep moving forward. And that's what kept me going.
0: It's great that you and your family have kept it moving during this past year. And I wish you all the best. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, Loved hearing your stories and loved hearing your perspective from the side of being a guide and a special ed teacher.
1: Thank you so much, Clever. It's been a lot of fun.
0: Thank you for listening to Moving Forward with Achilles CT. To learn more about Achilles International Connecticut or to donate in support of our mission, please visit us at www.achillesct.org. A special thank you to our friends at U-Haul for sponsoring today's show. You can keep it moving with U-Haul. To stay up to date with the latest happenings in Achilles, Connecticut, and the Moving Forward podcast, check us out on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at AchillesCT, and leave a like on our Facebook page at AchillesCT. And be sure to follow us on our Instagram at AchillesConnecticut. We'll see you next time, but for now, keep moving forward.